This time, it's still more Rebuild of Evangelion with Evangelion 3.33. You can parentheses not and parentheses redo. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am still Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Or am I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this week we are finally back and we are continuing our ongoing live coverage of the Rebuild Evangelion series. Uh, this just in, Shinji's still a whiny little bitch. Oh man, isn't he though? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and this week, yes, we are discussing 2013's Correct. Evangelion 3.33 colon you can, a parentheses not, and parentheses redo. Now this is different from obviously the theatrical release of it of 3.0. And the IMAX re-release of it from two years ago, 3.3333. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually, I, I fucking... Because I am who I am, I uh, trolled around eBay and got a Japanese import Blu-ray disc of the 3.3333 because it was remastered for like IMAX aspect ratio. And they uh, redid a little bit of the animation to make it like segue better into some of the like character designs that they use in the next movie. That was stupid. That was a big waste of time. <laughs> Were you able to use it? Like, how'd you crack that Japanese DVD region? Oh, friend. Oh, friend. Oh, no, no. Quite no. easily. Oh, yeah? I'm sure it has something to do with SCART cables. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, it's pretty easy if you get a Blu-ray player that has cracked firmware so that it can read UHD files, play it through a Make MKV program to be able to convert it from that raw data into an MKV, then open that MKV in a program that can convert it to an MP4. Yep, all of surprisingly that, easy. <laughs> all of that, friends, is how I became against the UN. <laughs> DVD regions, the worst crime. Ah, uh, the Bromxit yeah. begins now. I once ordered a thing a million years ago from Amazon.uk, Ooh, and then it didn't work. Yeah, you done good. And I learned about DVD regions, there and was, I am angry still. When DVDs like first hit the market, I understand why they were region coded because they were still the like NTSC versus PAL like different hertz and like different actual frame rates and playback and all that nonsense. But like. That shit's been standardized for a decade. (laughs) What the... Like, every single DVD... Like, you can't buy a region-locked DVD player anymore. Everything is just, like, fucking throwing... We're just so glad that you're buying a DVD. DVD. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we last left off at the end of Evangelion 2.22... Whatever it is. Etc. Yeah, etc. Where uh, Shinji Ikari, our protagonist... Uh, made his wish come true by starting a near third impact and wiping out, again, like half the world. Nice. Not so much wiping them out as is discussed in this movie, turning them into giant headless red Ava units. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He force evolved them into 
giant like yeah Evo like units. like when you give your Pikachu too many of those fucking rare candies that give him a one plus to his level because you did that special glitch that lets you dupe items and then oh no it's a Raichu now I didn't mean for that to happen hit A keep it a Pikachu wait sorry you you evolve. Pokemons by giving them candy? You can. It's one of the... It skips a level. It, like, gives them a... a, Like, you don't have to grind them. You give them a candy, and it turns, like, a level 12 into a level 13. But if they hit a certain level threshold, they can just automatically evolve. But I didn't want a Raichu, Mark. I didn't want a Raichu. What's... How can I go back? I want my Pikachu back. What's the difference between a Pikachu and a Raichu? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, see, because so. a Raichu is made out of rye flour. It's oh. better on, like, pastrami's. There you go. Corned okay. beef sandwiches. Oh, yeah. But it's not I'm as... I'm a huge fan of the Raichu. Sure, it's just not as it's got versatile. got uh, caraway seeds in it. Ooh. Crunchy. They ought to call him a rye crunch. I'm not going to lie. This is the first time I've ever been interested in Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem with the Raichu in that sense is that it's not... Not as versatile. Like, you can't make a PBJ on that shit. Well, I mean, there's... That's true. You know what I mean? That's not going to make a good French toast. Tastes weird. Yeah. That's, yeah. You got me there. Anyways, so uh, Evangelion 3.33 colon you can parentheses not and parentheses redo begins like all movies do. In space! <laughs> In space! Uh, we hear a lot of like mission controly sounds. A lot of ground control to Major Tom. Yeah, a lot of... Which, as a child, yes, I did think it was Major Tum, like Tummy. Learn to fucking enunciate, David Bowie, you dead pop star. True facts. Well, I think that's one of those things where, like, British people call their moms mums. Sure. So So they they call all of their majors tums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Fucking learn to swear like real grown-ups English people. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hidden bollocks this. Figgy Pood, shut the fuck up. Mary Berry. This is the worst country to have come from. Ugh, gross. Boil all your vegetables until they're flavorless mush. (laughs) John's had too much British food in his life. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, but you do get that big pile of beans for breakfast. (laughs) And yet, every time, every time you're like, hey guys, you want to go out for dinner? I don't know where you want to go. Let's go to that English restaurant. Right, let's get (laughs) your chips and hang out. Sure thing, John. <laughs> See you here's, there. Here's the thing. Uh, English pub food, delicious, because everything is deep fried. A trick they learned from the Scots. Yeah, Fair. True. But like English cuisine that they just invented on their own shitty part of that island, it, oh, garbage. Awful. It's fucking worthless. That Come at be. me. Brexit? More like break kick out zit. We don't need your bullshit. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking a stand. Wow. Hard. Look, I like this. I like this. I like that you're standing on the... You're going to die on this hill. Correct. That this very, like, perfectly of the now feeling that British cuisine is bad. <laughs> this is like, this is an opinion no one has ever had before. This Correct. is the hottest of takes. Yes, oh, absolutely. All right, okay, okay. They do pretty good chocolate. Yeah, Cadbury's Okay. It's a solid chocolate. That's a decent chocolate. You know what's not a decent chocolate? Ava Unit 2 rescuing an (laughs) unknown object in space! Well, it's one of them cross necklaces, like you see, but you know, chunky, like in the early 2000s. Yeah, everything was chunky then. Belt buckles, your cross necklaces, everything. Your trucker hats. Ooh, yeah. So much chunk in the early 2000s. Well, we were a big country and we demanded 
big fashion accessories. True we even had a band fast. called Big Country. That's true. I think we did. Yeah, and a basketball player named Big Country. Oh, good. For Never him. mind the fact that the band Big Country, I'm pretty sure, is English and or Scottish. And the man Big Country, while he is uh, from the United States, played in Vancouver. <laughs> it's okay. We can bring all the big country. We can just put all the big countries in one banner. Yeah, were those big countries? Never mind. <laughs> all right. So, we're up in space. Uh, there is a lot of fucking Apollo 13 shit happening yeah. of an object re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. And, oh boy, it turns out that it's Ava Unit 2 on some kind of, like, uh, retrieval mission for the aforementioned giant chunky cross necklace. Yes, uh, and just as Unit 2 is about to reach uh, the giant uh, chunky... Well, just does reach the giant chunky cross thing. Shoots, like, giant, like... Cables into it, slows it down with a big burn on these, like, big exterior, like, rocket boosters. Jettisons those off once the burn is over. And it's like, ah, we did it. We got our thing. Time to go home. Oh, no! The chunky cross turns into an angel. Yeah, uh, the, like, the, diff- the w- like, end chunks of it. I don't know what those points of a cross are called. Chunguses? Sure. Yeah, the chunguses. Chunguses. Yeah, big chunguses. <laughs> oh, no. I believe the two of them would be called the chungai. Yeah, true, that's right. True. Yeah. Uh, they oh, open I, up. Hold on, I'm sorry. I have to apologize for using big chunguses. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That's true. I hadn't thought about that since the fucking late 90s, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset with myself and I apologize to you both and to all, also both listeners. Yeah. Correct. And that bot. Yeah, and that bot. Speaking of bots. Yeah, Sean Malley, Bob Rock, and that bot, I'm sorry to you. <laughs> I'm not sorry to Sean. He knows. He knows what he did. He uh, was just getting on your side, buddy. Well, fuck off. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. You give me your help. I'm going to give you a fistful of teeth. This is why there are so few cable enthusiasts in the world. Yes. <laughs> Such a tight cadre. A lot of gatekeeping. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Look, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all, Patrick. <laughs> Trying to fucking plug in your BNC breakout cables into your fucking components. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing with your life? I mean, it's like a component. That's, it is a component, but it is not a component. Oh. So anyways, the, uh, the cross, like, spits out giant, like, uh, tapeworm tentacles out into space. Yeah, and then an air hockey puck just flies through it <laughs> yep. shooting lasers. Uh, so there's like a big old like uh, sort of sort of fight defend gun. Yeah, Mari scene. from the previous Ava movie is piloting Ava Unit Eight, which is fucking hot pink, and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so great. good. Uh, she's providing kind of sniper support from a distance, but the thing is moving way too fast to be able to hit with a sniper rifle. So she literally just says, "Well." Good luck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much Mari's move throughout most of the movie. She shows up and goes, oh, this is too hard. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, but also, because Unit 2 is holding on to the cross to try to get it to a specific re-entry point for retrieval, uh, Asuka cannot do a meaningful attack on this. It's just too fast. So she curses stupid Shinji saying, why don't you do something? And something does indeed happen. Yeah, big purple laser shoots out of the cross and like wipes out all the tapeworm tentacles. And then through like the a sort of a broken part of the chunky cross seal, we see the eye of Ava Unit 1 open and then shut. And then uh, they're about to 
uh, go to re-entry and Asuka's like, Ooh, we're not going to survive this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hard cut to the Wunder. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for a lot of casual German vocabulary. Uh, yeah, so they uh, make their way down and we are we find ourselves on board the Wunder, uh, which later we will find out is the... Uh, the giant marine vessel slash airplane. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the it's their flagship. Sh- yeah, it's yeah. their shield helicarrier, basically. Exactly. It is made out of the neck from that big fucking dopey long-necked angel from the beginning of the last movie. Yes. Which is rad as fuck. I love that stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, uh, it is being piloted now by uh, Colonel uh, Misato Katsuragi and uh, also... Uh, who's the XO? Uh, oh, uh, Ritsuku. Ritsuku, right. Yeah, who was formerly kind of the head of the medical team of Nerve. Yes. She is now the EXO kind of second in command of this oh, strange that ship. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of... Haircut, big time. A lot of the people on the bridge of this are like, oh, that's the, like, the dude with the long hair that was in the Nerve headquarters. And, like, the... Like, all of the people from, like, the Nerve Central Command are now in this kind of, like weird hybrid angel submarine naval vessel. Right. Uh, Shinji Ikari wakes up in a a coffin? A coffin surrounded by armed guards yeah. pointing automatic <laughs> weapons right at his stupid face. Uh, and a like teenage medical staff member asking him sort of like what you would ask someone if they came out of a coma. Like, yeah. do you recognize this? And shows him a mirror and it's like, yeah, that's me. And she's reporting back to Misato saying, like, yeah, he seems to be alive. He seems to be good. I don't know. Maybe he has to urinate or something. Yeah. Yeah. He remembers things. Yeah. Yeah. So they bring Shinji to the bridge of the Wonder. And he's like, can someone just explain to me what's going on? And everybody stares daggers (laughs) at him. The answer is no, and no one ever will. Yeah. Instead, they just slap a, a explosive Suicide Squad bracelet around his neck. And are just like, you'll never pilot an Ava again, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly they get a pattern blue uh, that the pillars of light are erupting from the ocean where this ship is currently docked, which looks to be like in the middle of either the Arctic or the Antarctic. It is sort of uh, like a lake uh, surrounded by like glacier and like cold weather, lots of snow. Uh, yeah, these giant pillars of light just sort of shoot up from the ocean bed. And scream at them. Yeah. Sometimes they have faces and eyes in them. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, but they're starting to form uh, a like circle maneuver. Basically, these giant beams that can disintegrate anything, forming a big like fucking WWE Raw steel cage match around. Yeah, they're building a laser thunderdome yeah, around yeah. them uh, that is gonna like slowly uh, encircle and then like get smaller and smaller in area until yeah. everyone is wiped out. Like your Fortnite or PUBG. Sure, or that one trap in the Resident Evil movie with the laser thing that goes down the hallway and it cuts people into little cubes of themselves. Sure, I am thoroughly irritated at that movie for one scene and one scene only. It is a perfectly good, schlocky, dumb, idiot zombie movie. But when they get to the fucking hologram girl at the end and they get the exposition dump about what Umbrella is and what's going on and one of the characters says, oh, so they're zombies. And the little hologram girl says, no, not really. And it's never mentioned. I was like, whoa, why aren't they though? What? (laughs) 
It's a zombie movie. Based off of a very popular series of zombie <laughs> games, which you have ignored as the source material for this movie. I mean, you knew that because you spent most, you didn't spend the entire movie just screaming curse words searching for ammo. <laughs> That's true. Buddy, you're not supposed to actually kill the zombies in that game. You gotta run circles around them so that you can get the fucking diamond key that opens the club room that gets you the red heart key that gets you into... Yeah, yeah. Can we have a conversation with whoever decided to make a zombie game with no bullets? I, that would be Shinji Mikami, and we've got him on the line right Ooh, now. Oh, I got questions. <laughs> and how come you came around to come Resident 4? <laughs> Did you figure it out? All of a sudden, there's nothing but bullets. All the place is lousy with them. This game's like fun. Ooh, but sometimes you you knife open those crates, and instead of bullets, it's snakes, <laughs> which you load into your gun. Yeah, true. <laughs> just fire snakes. Just stuff them in there and get shooting. Uh, it's like that fucking weapon from the Fallout games that shoots teddy bears. Yeah. There's a. I, I just watched the uh, the Denis Villeneuve movie Prisoners, and there is a scene where uh, Detective Loki, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, goes to this house, and there's like a bunch of these like big crates in this house where he's tracked down this guy who he thinks is like kidnapping little kids and killing them, and he like busts open the lock on this crate and opens it up, and it's just a bunch of snakes. <laughs> and he goes, ah, ah. And then he, like, walks over to another crate. <laughs> he starts knocking the locks off of all of them. He opens it up, and it's a bunch of snakes. <laughs> he goes, ah, ah. This man like, hates snakes. It's, it's, it's just, like, nine crates, and each one's full of snakes. Oh, delightful. Well, it's, yeah, it's that classic Nietzsche... Uh, problem of you're surrounded by crates. Nine of them have snakes. How do you find the missing child? I gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman. Uh, so anyways, uh, Shinji's like, alright, well, oh, if this all is happening, uh, I can help you, because they deploy uh, Unit 2 to like put the, in essence, the like, ignition key of, yeah, Kitsuragi is just like, we're t- uh, uh, Ritsuku is just like, let's run away like we always do. Uh, Misato is just like, nope, we're done running. We need to see if this vessel is capable of deicide. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, fuck yeah, Misato. Uh, Misato gets metal as hell in this movie. If there is Man. not a like prog metal concept <laughs> album about these movies that exist right now, I'm going to be very upset. They fucking made a prog album about the, the fucking wives of Henry VIII. You can make a prog album out of this shit for sure. Which album was that? I don't I think it was like a later Yes album. Ooh. I can't remember the title or actually the band. It probably wasn't Yes. Yeah. But. I was going to say, I know Rick Wakeman did like his Court of King Arthur and the Knights of the Realm or whatever, like, escapades on ice and shit with a synthesizer. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, is he the one that would fucking stab chords into his keyboard so he could improv over them? Yeah, probably. Nice. That sounds about right. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're basically like, we are going to finally, like, see what this vessel can do. We're done running, but we need to. We need something to start the ignition. Uh, so they send Unit 2 Improved, get ready for a lot of needless qualifiers on the ends of, and beginnings of, and sometimes middles of, phrases and words that we've heard before. <laughs> 
Uh, unit 2 improved is being deployed. Uh, Shinji is just like, oh shit, Asuka, she's alive. That's great. Last time I saw her, she got eaten up by that renegade angel that was inside that Ava. Yeah, that cool. ren- the one that I was piloting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's like, well shit, Masato, give me unit 1. I know you got it here. I'll help pilot it and we can do this. And they're like... It's me, Shinji, <laughs> famous for wanting to pilot Avas. This <laughs> is great news. And, and, guy. and Masato, who is famous for telling Shinji to pilot Ava's is like, you're not gonna fucking pilot shit. <laughs> Sit down. You ain't shut. piloting Jack and shit, and Jack just left town. She she literally tells him from here on out, do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Ava Unit 2 uh, takes the spear that was used at the end of the last movie to stop the third impact uh, to basically jam it into the core of this uh, essentially angel-powered flying uh, ship. Yes. Flying fortress. Yeah. Yeah, she like sticks the spear in to like melt the hole to get to the ignition and then jams the key in there and starts it up and it like begins to fly away. Um, And then also they blow up the pillars of light at the same time. The, yeah, the pillars of light, basically, the ignition uh, causes an explosion so big that the pillars of light, like, retreat back under the yeah. surface. Uh, the Wunder lifts up into the air. Uh, at one point, they activate the Wunder's space-time piloting, yeah. which, like, buddy, I don't know if a boat should have that. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, if your super yacht has a fucking space-time control on it, you gone too far. Uh, but this space-time control seems to work by creating its own gravitational field to lift all of the, like, World War II-era destroyers and aircraft yeah, carriers. Yeah, and it's like that famous political phrase, a rising wonder lifts all World War II-era battleships. Oh, that's where that comes from, of course. Uh, but, uh-oh, there's still this angel that's, like, underneath the surface of the water that they gotta deal with that's, like, shooting out the giant, like... Like angel, like biblical angel wings that the Wunder has that's able to fly. Yes, it's got wings like like Archangel from X Men after Apocalypse gets done with them. Yeah, the big metal wings that shoot the blades, not always when he wants him them to. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, sometimes he does suffer from premature blade shootage. Yeah, specifically when a love interest for Angel file not found. Continue. I don't know. The last thing I remember about Angel, besides him turning blue and getting metal wings, was some point after that he lost his memory and then thought he was an actual angel for a while. Sure. That mm-hmm. sounds stupid. Yeah. Is that when he had his own show on the WB? Correct. <laughs> yes. yes. Got it. Yes. Same angel. Got it. Yep. Warren Worthington III. <laughs> <laughs> Famous for fighting alongside Buffy Summers <laughs> at the Hellmouth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's all, like, they. it's whatever was leading up to the Avengers versus X-Men thing. That's when Angel came back to life. Because I think that before that was the Necrotia. Th- I don't know. I'm still way behind on comics. I'm just now reading, finally reading Dan Slott's She-Hulk run. Ooh, it's real good. And that's a delight. Good. Yeah. It's really good. Dan Slott's very good. Yeah, I need to get into specifically the X-Men versus Avengers arc because there is... Uh, obviously, like it's a big multi-title crossover event, but there's one line that they did just for the event that was just called Versus. Yes. And all it is is, hey, all the fight scenes that happen in this 
It's just a whole comic of just the fight scenes. Oh, nice. With, like, strength stats and, like, blow-by-blow commentary. <laughs> and, like, a winner is announced at the end of every fight. I think Dan Slott also, like, does some writing specifically on that. Yeah, so, and I I, I found, like, a, a reading guide on how to read the entire Avengers versus X-Men event, including all of the, like supplement comics that go alongside well, you, I was going to say, you got to start with House of M. Well, I, like, I've already read House of M. That. So I've already... I, I you got to get the Messiah Complex. Yes. You got to get Second Coming. I did all that. I've already read all that. So this is just everything around that. So it's like, there's all the Iron Fist comics where Iron Fist takes Hope Summers to come <laughs> on to teach her to be the Iron Fist. Because only the... only See, I understand, Patrick, that the Phoenix Force is coming back to Earth. Uh, and you know the Phoenix Force. It's that big, giant, flaming, cosmic bird that is an actual flaming, cosmic bird. Sometimes somehow it... movies haven't figured it out yet, and they think it's just the dark side of somebody's mind. It's a giant fire bird. It's coming back, and it's coming for Hope Summers, who is another descendant of Scott Summers from the future, oh, who geez. was raised by Cable. Like, one of the eight of them. She's the first new mutant that's been seen since M-Day, and the Phoenix Force is coming for her. Well, blah, blah, blah. She decides not to take it, and also Tony Stark blows it up into five portions, and it goes into Cyclops, Colossus, Emma Frost, Namor, and Magic, and they become the Phoenix Five. And the only way to defeat the Phoenix, apparently, is because it happened way long ago, is Shaola the Undying, the dragon the Iron Fist has to punch its heart out to become Iron Fist. So, at one point, there is definitely a scene where Hope Summers rides Shaola the Undying to fight the Phoenix, and it's awesome. <laughs> I cannot tell you how disappointed I was in uh, Shang-Chi, uh, which was a very good movie, liked it a lot. But all of the advertisements definitely uh, deceptively edited certain scenes in that movie to make it appear that Fing Fang Foom was going to be in it. <laughs> he is not. I want to see Fing Fang Foom with his big stupid head, his incredibly long neck, and his tiny blue shorts. Yes. <laughs> I want him to hang out on the helipad and talk about trying to build stuff. Comics are great. Anyway. Just read Next Wave again. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Although, ooh, was that that was Warren Ellis? Oh, I know. Oh, it's got that stank on it, it now. I, you know, <laughs> I, I tried rereading Next Wave not too long ago, and I finished the first issue, and I was like, this just stinks of Warren Ellis. Yeah. This is the most Warren Ellis a comic book has ever been, <laughs> and I can't keep going. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the Wunder is up in the sky, the angels down below. The angel uh, shoots up basically like uh, tow cables into the wings of the Wunder, not unlike your empires and their striking back. Correct. So they uh, turn the Wunder like 90 degrees and just spin the little angel things I around. fucking love... So all throughout this series, Misato's harebrained schemes have been like... Like, child ideas that have worked. They always work. It's yeah. great. Like, oh man, we got this super powerful angel that we can only attack from far away. What are we going to do? 
Obviously, we're going to channel all the electricity in Japan <laughs> to shoot a sniper around at it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. This angel's basically turning itself into a bomb and it's going to crash into the earth and destroy us. What are we going to do? We're going to catch it, you idiot. <laughs> With your bare hands. And yeah, this is great. I'm just like, oh, shit. It's, it's, uh, it's, all these angels are like dangling from our wings. Then spin around real fast and then stop and they'll all run into each other. <laughs> and then they do. But yeah. you're leaving out the part where the next next part of the plan is open up with all of your ship guns on it. Yeah. Which is actually pretty rad. And the, the all the ship guns on the Wunder are like AT guns. Yeah. Yeah, they, basically they're taking power from the core of the Angel. Uh, again, on whose corpse this entire <laughs> ship is built. Yes. Which is so fucking rad. Uh, to, yeah, basically shoot AT fields as, like, an offensive projectile weapon, not just, like, a shield. Yeah, so they blow up these... They smash these angels into a big ball and then shoot them and blow them up. And they're like, ooh, finally, a moment's rest. And Shinji's like... Let's go yell at Shinji. Shinji's like, so could someone please explain what's going on? And they're like... Great, no problem. So you know why you can't pilot Ava number one? Because it's the engine of this ship. Yeah. Uh, it's the engine of the ship. Your synchronization rate for it is 0.000, so you couldn't pilot it even if you tried. Also, don't try, because the last time you did, you almost ended the fucking world, you big dumb dummy. Also, that collar I put on your neck, if you try to pilot it, Ava, and you go too far, I'm going to blow your head up. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is uh, incredibly confused, just like, why? Why any of this stuff? Because the last thing he remembers is going into that weird, like, angel zone and rescuing Rei Ayanami. And so he's just like, I rescued Rei. Where's Rei? What's, like, where is anyone? Uh, Misato says, Rei doesn't exist anymore. We don't talk about Rei. Yeah. There's no Rei in this dojo. And then Asuka shows up. And he's like, oh my gosh, Asuka, you're alive. Oh, you have an eye patch. What happened? And she Asuka's says, like, none of your business and punches the fucking plexiglass. Yeah. So hard that it cracks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then she's like, you're an idiot, Shinji. Like she steps up onto like a counter too to like really look down on him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Shinji's just like, can somebody please just explain to me what's happening? Uh, and Misato or Ritsuku turns to the basically the attending nurse who has been helping Shinji at this point and says like, hey, give him your name and rank. And she's like, oh, I'm Sakurai... Uh, oh, uh, it's it's Toji's. Yeah, it, it Toji's. Is. Yeah. I, I can't remember the la- uh, yeah. Sukunov or something. I can't remember his last name off yeah. the top of my head, but it's Toji's sister. Fukuhara? No, Fukuhara is a different character. Yes. Uh, it's Toji's sister. Yeah, it's Toji's, Toji's sister. sister. Sort of grown up now. Well, yeah, and he's like, uh, she says, "Thank you for looking after my big brother." And he's like, "Wait, you you mean little brother, right?" And she's, I fucking know what I said, Shinji. <laughs> yeah. I know what age my brother is. Uh, and it, yeah, it turns out that he has been in that big cross, chunky cross stasis for 14 years. Yes, and we also learned that... Nice. <laughs> right? Uh, we, also, we also learn uh, from Asuka that uh, who uh, also does not appear to have aged a day in the 14 years. Yeah, aside has, from her eye patch and her fucking cool hat. Yes. Oh, uh, she's got a real good hat and a cool, like, 
fucking like bomber jacket. Yeah. God damn. It's like a letter rules. It's like a letterman jacket. Yeah. It's like she lettered an Ava pilot. <laughs> yeah. She was a varsity Ava pilot. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. She gave Mari her class ring and now they're going steady down the vault shop. <laughs> Gonna get a phosphate and afterwards go check out the drive-in. Ooh, Ooh, maybe we'll finally figure out who that young Archie is going to choose for his bow. After, uh, bow? Jughead? Yeah, right. <laughs> Archie Jughead Jughead? has eyes only for hamburgers. You're right. You know this. That's true. It's Reggie. It's always totally Reggie. <laughs> Correct. Archie and Reggie. Archie. That's their couple Ooh, name. That's real good. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that the reason that Ava pilots haven't aged is because of the curse of Ava's. Ava pilots basically... When they pilot an Ava, they end up, because of the weird synchronization processes, they just stay that age. They are, like, in sort of suspended animation. Yeah, little known fact, Kirsten Dunst's character piloted an Ava in an interview with a vampire. That's That's true. true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And Mickey Rooney was an Ava pilot from 1920 to 1944. You're not wrong. Weirdly enough, Tom Cruise has just had a lot of tasteful work done. Yeah. You know? He's aged like a normal human being, but you wouldn't know it to look at him. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, but just below the collar, body of a 90-year-old. <laughs> just below the collar, some Dorian Gray shit. Uh, so yeah, Shinji is just like, boy, this is a lot to take in. I wish I had my cool fucking dat tape player. Well, he's in luck. Uh, they scanned the dat tape player, and they're just like, here, you can have this. There's no, like weird fucking angel residue on it or whatever. Yeah, he demands to know where Ayanami is. He's like, just search the unit one plug. She's got to be in there. Like, we did search it. All we found was you and this thing, which was just magically put back together and works again. Here, you take it. Yeah, and he's like, well, this is proof because Ayanami had this when she was piloting her Ava when I went to rescue her from the angel zone. Right, and they're like, shut up, Shinji. And then he hears Ayanami's voice in his head calling for him and he's like she's here she's here and they're like shut up but the emergency phone rings Misato answers it Uh, there's another emergency happening Uh, Shinji is just like hey what's going on what's the emergency they like press a button and they frost up the plexiglass (laughs) so that he just can't see Uh, which is great a lot of this movie uh, is uh, characters actively like shutting Shinji up. Yeah, well, especially yeah. for this first like 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. He is very much dealt with as a problem. A nuisance. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's just like, what the fuck's going on? I can't handle this anymore. Luckily, the bulkhead in the room he's in explodes. Yeah. Yeah, and a giant hand goes into it. <laughs> and it is the hand of Ava Unit Zero. That's Ray's unit. Yes. Uh, piloted by somebody with Rei Ayanami's voice. Yeah, basically saying, come on, Shinji, let's go. I'm, gonna, I'm here to rescue you. Uh, the flying World War II battleships fucking open fire on the Ava unit. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is just uh, very confused. He's like, why are they shooting at an Ava? Uh, and Misato's just like, it's a nerve Ava. We're going to wipe out all the nerve Avas. But aren't you nerve? No. We're Vile. An organization opposed to Nerve. <laughs> there was a civil war when you were asleep. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. And Masato's like, you have to stay here. You're in protective custody. And he's like, I'm fucking going. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, given me no reason to trust you. So he like gets into the hand of the Ava, and then Toji's sister is like, 
Look, do what you want. I understand. Just don't pilot an Ava again. I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) None of us are emotionally prepared for what will happen when you pilot an Ava, buddy. Because the last time you did it, you almost ended the world. Uh, So yeah, he gets all up in the Ava. Uh, They call out all of the... uh, Unit 2 is still being repaired from the time that it was shoving a spear in the engine. So Mari's unit eight pops up with, uh, she is, her like specialty is sharpshooting. Yes. So she's got basically the Ava equivalent of like a 45. She's She's got like a sidearm because her sniper rifle is being like retrofitted or whatever. She does really well and blows the fucking head off of unit zero. Yeah, blasts it right off. Yeah, but then unit zero like... Has morph powers or something? Correct. So we'll get into this now. Essentially regrows its head and then bails. It regrows its head into a rocket thruster (laughs) and then flies off. Uh, Misato doesn't have the the will to actually activate the suicide squad bomb and Shinji goes out of range. Asuka decides Shinji's not an idiot. He's actually a brat. (laughs) Which, like, yeah, pretty fair. And yeah, we'll just get into this now because the movie spends a lot of time sort of teasing out this information very obliquely. But um, Unit Zero and all of the, like, nerve Avas that are in the rest of this fight are vessels for the Atom, which is Atom was kind of the first angel on Earth when Second Impact happened. And this is a big deviation from the, like, lore of the series... Um, instead of there just being one atom, there were a series of atoms. Uh, and the Ava Unit Zero is basically uh, Ava Unit Zero and Mark Nine, which was Karu's Ava. Instead of those Avas being born from experiments with Lilith, like the Avas that we've seen being piloted by like Ray and Shinji and Asuka and all that good stuff, these are vessels of the atom. These are Avas made from Adam instead of from Lilith. So they have, like, different properties and a different level of power. They are also more able to, like... We'll see later they are able to sort of, like, commune with angels because they are, like, of the same material as the angels have been. They also don't require a plug. Right, exactly. They don't they're need to be, like, plugged in. Yeah, they're self-sufficient. Right. They run on, like, angel cores, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the Unit Zero thing flies away... And cut to Shinji's favorite hospital room. Hell yeah! Yes. He recognizes this ceiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ray is there, but she's now in like a black plug suit, and she is. Well, she's been listening to the Cure a lot, you see. Of course, yes. yes I mean, yes. it's only reasonable. I mean, yeah. After you, after you are absorbed by your Ava and then pulled out of non-existence back into existence and then explode. You're going to be pretty sad, and you're going to want to listen to some old goth stuff. Yeah. True. True, true. He's got like punk. He's got like, what'd you say? Fucking goth punk. Oh, I thought you said daft punk. I know, right? I was like, that's not goth at all. Oh, man. But here's the thing. All the fucking German flying around this movie, not one daft punk. Come on. True. I haven't even taken some Kraftwerk. Yeah. Nice. End of bit. That's yeah. <laughs> look, Thanks, look, German bands. You've done fine work here. You know, that's the other thing. Is Daft Punk isn't even a German band. They're French. French. Yeah. 
Oh man, I had always misrepresented. Yeah, in my big dumb idiot memory, uh, lubricated with many beers. Sure. I had transposed them into being a German band. But yeah, you're right. They're, well, they're a couple of French weirdos. Yep, French robots. Good job, Daft Punk, I guess. Hey man, they're fine. I'm alright. I don't mind Daft Punk. Yeah, fine. I think I've soured on Daft Punk after they did that fucking their the big comeback album in the like mid-ish two thousands. Uh, the song "Lucky" can just fucking go to hell. Well, I hate been, that fucking song. Very overplayed. Correct. Sure. I will say this. That's a really great album, Random Access Memories. Mm-hmm. I really love that album. I think "Get Lucky" is a good song. That again just got way overplayed. Mm. But that album is amazing and is one of the few. Close to modern yacht rock albums that has ever existed. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. There's some good shit on that album. Good point. Good point. Yeah, uh, I never really dove into the album proper because I was just so like overdosed on that fucking single. Yeah, well, because it was like part of an Apple. It was like a, an Apple commercial, mm-hmm. and it was on like every. It was, it was the song of the summer that summer. So yeah, it was just everywhere. It was every for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, listen to the album. I think it's really... I think it's it's my favorite Daft Punk album. And like up until that point, I was like, yeah, they make fun electro jams, whatever. But this is like the first Daft Punk album where it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is like quality shit. Yeah. And like, Nile Rodgers is all over it playing guitar. There's like lots of live instrumentation on it uh, mixed with like the synthesizer robot stuff. It's really good. It's a super throwback to like the 70s and 80s. There's a whole song called Giorgio by Moroder, <laughs> which is just, they're like, they're like, they brought Giorgio Moroder in, master of the synthesizer. And they're like, hey, can you just uh, tell us your story about how you got like famous? He's like, yeah, okay. So he just told them a story. And then they were, when they were done, he's like, cool. So you want to lay down tracks? And they're like, no, you're done. You can go. And we're going to put music behind your monologue. <laughs> that was your contribution. Master of <laughs> a spoken word interlude, and it's real good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I will dip in because you know, I did like the Tron Legacy soundtrack. That was, that was pretty odd. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, back to the back to the movie at hand. Uh, so uh, Shinji is just like, "Ha ha, Ray, you're alive! I knew it the whole time." And, and Ray's like, like, "Who?" Yeah, just fucking just get, get in the elevator. We're going. <laughs> yeah. We're going. Uh, we get a tour of Nerve HQ, which is all the like protective layers of the geofront have been obliterated. Uh, all of the like tram systems are like rusted and broken down, and there's like sparks flying out of them. Uh, Shinji is awkwardly trying to make small talk with a Ray who is not interested. Ooh. Yeah, at one point he's like, "Hey." You can see the sky down in the geofront. Why is that? And then he looks down and we see like Nerve, the original Nerve headquarters, like their little pyramid. The pyramid yeah. And there's just a big melty hole in it. Yeah. There's a and big melty like, hole. The like the like weird artificial lake is just covered in red goo. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, what happened? <laughs> and everyone is silent about it. Yeah, they walk through the hangar where Unit 1 was first housed, which is actually... Oh, that's kind of sweet because it's where they met, you know? It's like sure. going back to the place you met on your anniversary. I uh, kind of expected, kind of hokey, but I still get something out of it. There's a reason it's a cliche. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, they walk through, and again, it's all it's all uh, fucking... Uh, it's trash. Coming apart. It, there's, yeah. there's like a fine red mist that's not quite rust covering everything. Mm. Uh, big chunks of it just missing in, in states of decay. Uh, Shinji hears the piano. Yeah, and in the middle of this rusted out hulk of a building is just this 
like uh, <laughs> like Billy Jean light up floor room with this beautiful grand piano with like gold insides, yeah. and uh, we see uh, a, a character that had a, a little cameo in the first two rebuilt movies, uh, uh, Kauru. Yeah, um, uh, and he's just fucking jamming away. Yeah, he's yeah. just playing. No big deal. And, like, here's the thing. It's just, like, there is a lot of big animation in this movie. Uh, the the kind of opening space fight and uh, wunder fight is just incredibly well-conceived and executed. But, like, somebody fucking killed themselves getting this piano animation. <laughs> it is yeah. bananas. It's the, the... I was reading about this, and, like, the keys that the character is playing are the actual keys that are being played by the like it's amazingly intricate detailed animation and then the lid of the piano is open and the hammers that are hitting the strings are also the correct hammers hitting the correct (laughs) strings yeah and there's a part later where they when they're doing their first duet where it like goes inside the piano and and it's all one one step forward (laughs) two steps back uh dj scat cat is there yeah. Yeah, right? I don't know what that has yeah. to do with going inside the piano. That's where he lives, dude. You no, didn't know that? That is not where MC Scat Cat lives. <laughs> he lives in the heart of every piano. No, 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 my friend. MC Scat Cat, I'm pretty sure, lives in a rusted out car <laughs> in an alleyway in a city. That might be That's right. where he comes out of and, and spends an entire song sexually harassing Paul Abdul. Look, he was there, but that's not his home. He doesn't live there, dude. It's that's just where, where he works. <laughs> <laughs> Assembling the bitter dreams of inner city youths. Uh, but they continue their their tour of burnt down, blown out, uh, no good, very bad nerve headquarters. They get down to uh, like as close to central dogma as is still intact. And there is just a giant dome with a lot of like Bride of Frankenstein tubes and semiconductors sticking <laughs> out of it. It is great. Uh, and a big 13 plastered on it. Um, Gendo is there, and he is just the best dad ever. Yeah. Uh, still just being being great. Uh, he gets a spotlight hit on him, a spotlight hit on Shinji, and a spotlight on Ray. And he's just, this is Unit 13. When the time comes, you'll pilot it. This is your co-pilot. Spotlight comes <laughs> on Ka- uh, Kaoru. Oh. That is all... I'll summon you when you're needed. <laughs> Wait, Father, I need to talk to you. All spotlights off. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this one, and I don't know if I just forgot it in the last one or didn't notice it, but in this one, they're frequently referring to Shinji as the third boy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he is the third boy or third child. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things. I got a things. sneaking suspicion he's the third Shinji. T- kind of, in like a... In our real world, this is the third time Shinji has done an end of Evangelion. Uh, but even in the He's show... He's not one of them Rei Ayanami types? No, no. no. Uh, even in the show, he was called the third... Tech, it, he was actually translated as the third children because it was meant to sound like a borrowed word from English to Japanese. But basically, it's just like the designation of an Eva pilot. Right. Yeah. Because uh, like Asuka is the fourth child yeah. right oh, yeah. okay okay yeah each one basically has a designation of like when they were discovered to have the potentiality of piloting an Ava in accordance to the Marduk report didn't you pay attention Patrick 
to the Marduk report? Marduk. Yeah, it was in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Marduk, that's that big dog that always yes. makes a mess and eats everybody's sandwiches. Oh, that son of a bitch ate so many of my sandwiches. Oh, man, he had a report. That's good for him. Yeah, that's man. True. And it's This crazy. was the one time your dog did your homework instead of eating it. Oh, I'll show man. myself out. I knew that old Marduk was a good dog. The real bummer was it took 500 issues of the newspaper for the full report to come out. Because oh, it yeah. only came out on one panel no, at a time. That's fair. <laughs> and it was overshadowed by the Star Report that came out a week before. Right. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Marduk Report, far less blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, very true. Also, you had to read Family Circus before you got to the Marduk Report, and nobody can get through a whole Family Circus. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> yep. Unless it's one of those ones where the kid's walking around, you see his footprints and all the place he went. Yeah. Oh, but he had Paschetti. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah, Family Circus was bad. But uh, anyway, so. <laughs> was. Oh, man, still running? You better believe it, buddy. Yikes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, here's the thing nobody fucking reads newspapers anymore. Whoa, they still have newspapers? Correct. Crazy. I mean, they still sell them. Yeah. I don't know who buys them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like a money laundering scheme at this point, right? Sure. Like, it's gotta be. Might make sense. But yeah, Shinji is shown to his small room, which is just like a fucking prefab, basically like a very nice prison cell, just four white walls, red carpet, one bed, a little panel opens up and shoots out a tray of blocks of food yeah. for him to yeah. eat. It looks almost like a, like gelatinous curry. Yeah, it's like goo food. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just goo. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well... This is boring. I'm going to go see if I can find Ray and thank her for like, bringing back my recorder. Uh, he wanders around Nerve HQ, finds Ray in basically like a little tent camped outside of... She's got like a fraction of a shipping container. Yeah, no, it's very clearly like those medical curtains that are like when you go to the yeah, ER. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he walks in on her. She's naked. <laughs> uh, which is... To my knowledge, the first time in the series anyone has realistically reacted to accidentally seeing a naked teenager, which is, you need to put some clothes on! Yeah, it's the first time that Shinji didn't have a full-on, like, epileptic fit (laughs) by seeing a naked human being. Which I guess good for him. It shows that he's come a long way since fumbling around her underwear drawer two movies ago. Shinji's really growing. (laughs) Uh, But she puts on a plug suit. He, again, tries to make small talk of just, like, Hey, new plug suit. That's cool. It's new. Black. Not a color I would have chosen for you, but all right. Uh, thanks for bringing my tape recorder. That's Asks very good. No relevant questions to his circumstances. Yeah, he's just like, so you got any, like, where are all your books? You used to love books. And she's like, did I like books? He's like, yeah, don't you remember? Yeah, she's a real, like, Johnny Five in this of just, what is love? <laughs> This dynamite Johnny Five impression. <laughs> Look, I've been yeah. sitting on that for years. It's good. Uh, and he's always like, yeah, you used to read books. You used to read books in English. I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to get you some books. Uh, he goes, he retrieves some books. She's gone by the time he gets back. Rightfully so. Nobody wants to deal with Shinji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is everybody's problem. God, who knows what books he's picking out for? Ooh, right. He's probably got the worst taste. I'd probably, yeah, just if Garden State, is Garden State a book? Do they have a book of Garden State yet? Of just no. like, 
Hey, I'm a boy who's deeply broken and has no plans on working on himself, but you, an interesting woman, should still fall in love with me. Oh, man, you know he's like, he's like trying to impress her. He brought her like a copy of like Ulysses or... Fucking, uh, <laughs> oh, he, brought, he definitely Gravity's Rainbow is in I there. I was going to say, Gravity's Rainbow. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, we can talk about what you think it means, but, like, you know, this kind of blew my mind a couple years ago. Yeah. Just, like, ten David Foster Wallace books. <laughs> <laughs> and, weirdly enough, one Anthony Bourdain. Mm. Which is weird, because there's no kitchen. Everyone's yeah. eating goop. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? Well, it's not kitchen confidential that he brought. It's the raw bits. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, it's kind of basically all the stories that didn't make it into Kitchen Confidential. <laughs> I have had I'm you know Anthony Bourdain is is a very complicated public figure who met a very tragic end. I don't presume to have any particular like insight into his struggles or him as a person, but I will say that I always had kind of a like God fuck this guy kind of attitude. Only because a friend of mine was trying to get me to read one of his books and was like, oh man, he tells a story about running a restaurant and one night they put cocaine from one end of the counter to the other and they had like a race to see who could do it all. And it's like, that sounds fucking awful. That's a terrible thing to make your staff do. (laughs) What is wrong with That's not like a cool story, dude. Well, first of all, I'm like a hundred percent sure that's not in his book. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, like Kitchen Confidential is very much a like, I was on a lot of heroin and cocaine at the time. And this is how I almost fucking died and ruined my any career I could have had. And how I barely skated by. Like, I, I, please, uh, just like, just like that post of Random Access Memories, I implore you to please ingest more Anthony Bourdain. You have given me so much homework on this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, so much homework. I watched all of Evangelion because of you. We're in this mess because of you. Yeah, that's very true. I did also make you guys watch all the Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I'd already seen them. True. But you did make us Man, watch Hackers. I'm really getting screwed over in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Patrick is going to be... for the pizza and beers. <laughs> Look, we've already decided that Patrick gets to pick the next four movies oh, once we're done with Amos. I so hope it's... you guys are excited about our next album retrospective, Indian Summer by British pop duo Go West. Oh, boy. I'm very excited yeah, about no, that. It's going to be yeah. great. I feel is like... that the one with the King of Wishful Yes, it is. And oh. Faithful. Hell, yeah. Oh. Speaking That's of West, Spago rock shit. I bet the we last uh, great English band. I bet we also have uh, just an enormous amount of slow plotting westerns. Oh, you have no idea. We're watching both three tens, do you, my <laughs> baby? Yes, you are. Did you know Unforgiven has a four-hour cut? <laughs> There's even more Clint Eastwood staring <laughs> into the middle distance. Oh, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Fuck, this dude's gonna make us watch one of the Alexanders, aren't we? <laughs> no, no, but we are watching John Wayne's Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine uh, the duke's gonna lay it down <laughs> that's fine because then when it's my turn we're watching charlton heston in touch of evil if i gotta watch if i gotta watch oh Genghis, if i gotta watch john john wayne play a mongol i'm gonna we're gonna <laughs> watch charlton heston play a mexican, a mexican. <laughs> and i love yeah he clearly just went out to the back lot and tanned for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah 
Oof. Uh, uh, so yeah, Shinji is stacking books, uh, goes back, hears the piano, and he's like, well, this is the only other person on this whole <laughs> fucking base yeah. that hasn't literally walked away from me. So he goes and he uh, hangs out with Kaoru at the piano. Uh, and this is probably the least realistic scene in the entire franchise. Because Shinji sits down at the piano and Kaoru was just like, Hey, instead of having a conversation, let's have a duet. Because what is a duet if not a conversation with music? And Shinji's like, I don't really play the piano, though. And he's like, it's easy. Just play what feels good. And he starts by, like, one finger tapping a couple of keys. Kaoru sits down and starts doing some chords and stuff Kauru like that. Kaoru immediately goes into, like, Oscar Peterson jazz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jazz Kauru's improvisations. Yeah, and, and uh, Kaoru's just like, oh, our melodies sound really great together. And Shinji, like Shirley Temple in a tap dancing movie, is just like, is this right? And then just starts playing at, like, master piano level. Well, see, yeah. if you think it's a show, if you think it's a scene about playing the piano, sure, it's very unrealistic. But if you understand it as a scene that's technically a metaphor for these two having sex, it totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. They're, they're right up to the stallions run across the music <laughs> stands. Look, there's like four different can you feel the love tonight moments oh, in this movie, and they all happen right after, one after the other, and they are all piano right duets. Yeah. This is the most romance you will get. But yeah, they even, uh, at one uh, at one point, they lay under the stars and stare up at Oblivion, and Shinji's just like, man, it's kind of comforting to know that, like, 14 years means nothing in the grand cosmic scheme, and Kaoru's just like, oh, Shinji, that's so like you. Yeah. <laughs> a man Which is known like, for today. <laughs> yeah, he, he very specifically says, like, something like, oh, you really like the, like... Merciless like, expanse Yeah, the merciless something. nothingness or yeah. whatever. That's yeah. so like you. And he's yeah. like, tee I have a crush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there, there is a lot of, like, uh, groundwork that the movies have laid up to this point of, like, there's more to Kaoru than meets the eye. He's really an Optimus Prime. Look out for his trailer. <laughs> yeah. But really, uh, you know, he has a lot of lines of dialogue of just like, I'm going to make you happy this time, Shinji. There is an implication that this is like a cycle that has been continuing for some time. This right, is not... which is an implication made in the first movie when he yeah. comes out of one of the... Uh, one of the, one of the moon of coffins, buddy! Yeah, one right. of the moon coffins! Because his story arc on the original series is one episode and in one episode he's like hey I'm Kaoru hey nice to meet you Kaoru I'm gonna pilot the Zeva alongside you hey cool Kaoru hey man. we're in love forever <laughs> oh cool man oh he's dead now well shit not only is he just dead but he's just like Shinji you have to kill me <laughs> and she's just like I really don't wanna and he's like buddy you do it or I'm gonna end the world <laughs> it's like well fuck uh, so yeah, they, they have piano duets. Uh, Kaoru fixes his dat tape recorder so it finally plays music again. All the while, Shinji keeps piling books up and uh, at like Rei Ayanami's little like medical tent. She's clearly not taking the books. She's always like off and gone. Uh, at one point, there's a scene of Rei in like a like goo tube, like a goo stasis tube, and she's in her plug suit and on the other side of the glass. She can see herself in, like, the normal schoolgirl outfit that she has, mm-hmm. like, worn up to the series in the, uh, up to this point. Lots of, like, uh, introspective 
character building right. happening in this in in very like open-ended uh sort of like uh, visual metaphor kind of ways and yeah lots of metaphorical gay sex buddy and then uh, uh Shinji's like walking by and like Futsuki is like sitting there well so first Shinji is just like hey Karu you seem pretty on the level we're clearly in love this is great but like no one will tell me right. what happened <laughs> It's 14 years, and I need to know. And he's like, you really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. You really want to know, right? I want to know. <laughs> I want the truth. You are going to see a moon, buddy. Uh, so they put him in a spacesuit because the outside environment is, like, hostile to humans. Uh, and they basically walk down this huge uh, rickety stairwell holding on to, like, a rusted chain link covered in fog, uh, and Karu is just like, all right, if you really want to see what the world looks like, the fog's going to clear, and you're going to see what the world looks like, buddy. And the world's fucked up. Yeah. The world's bad. Uh, and he's like, well, what happened? And he's like, well, you happened, Shinji. <laughs> you did this. You remember what you did? It was wrong. It was wrong, and it was bad, and you practically killed everybody, and yes. Shinji has a sad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, I will say, like, like yes, there's, pl- like, Shinji is purposefully made to be, like, a frustrating, imperfect protagonist. I feel like if I went to rescue my best friend and accidentally caused the end of the world and had no memory of it, I would have a sad about it, too. And to be fair, this is one of the sads he takes pretty well. That's true. <laughs> Compared yeah. to other sads. Yeah. Correct. Like, there are sads that are, like, way less impactful to other human beings that he takes very badly leading up to this. But here, he's he's understandably upset and, like, anxious about having destroyed the world. Yeah. But, like, he's not, like... He's not, like, catatonic yeah. like he has been previously. Right. He's not being, like, petulant and the way that he has And will be again. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Karu is basically like, hey, when you were in the Ava unit, you awoken the Ava. You opened the Chamber of Guff. Uh, basically, the natural way of things is for like life forms to evolve to adapt to their environment. But Lilum, who are humans, derived from Lilith, you guys went a different way. You changed your environment to better suit yourselves. So now there's this human instrumentality, uh, human instrumentality, uh, human instrumentality project. Thank you. No problem. Uh, That is basically uh, handed down from the Dead Sea Scrolls that is like a recipe for like jumpstarting human evolution Uh, because humans have become stagnant and this is the next leap. But unfortunately, Moon Boy came down and threw a spear into you to stop that nonsense. So it only like half worked. So this is the fabled third impact, but it's third impact interrupted. Yes. Kind of like Neil. girl interrupted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This impact had Hillary Swank. Yeah, man, more impacts should have Hillary Swank. Whatever happened Wait to Wait a Hillary? minute, Hillary Swank's not in girl interrupted. That's Angelina Jolie. Is but, it? But isn't Hillary Swank the other girl I in the asylum? So. Yeah. No, I thought the other girl was like Winona Ryder or something. Oh, shit. Maybe you're right. I, I thought, Gentlemen, right. to your phone. All right, John, you, we're consulting the codexes here. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, it's Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie. Ah. I think you're thinking of Boys Don't Cry. Where she played Brandon Tina. Yeah. All right. All right. A completely different movie. Was it around the same time, though? 
Yeah, probably. 19... Yeah. Well, good. The Boys Don't Cry. Underrated film. Very good. It's got a Skarsgård in it. Well, in any case, I'll take more Hillary Swank. I don't need more Angelina Jolie or Winona Ryder. Well, I could stand to have a little more Winona Ryder. I hope that she gets uh, to do more than just be frumpy mom from Stranger Things in the back half of her career. Sure. I'm I mean, tired of that. She's a very good actor. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Karu explains... Angelina Jolie made that movie where she plays like the firefighter, like the drunk firefighter who rescues a kid. It's like a throw... It's basically Firestorm, but with Angelina Jolie and a kid. Man, it's I, don't not even, bad. I don't even think I saw previews for it that. It came out on HBO Max, and then... That was one of the like lost yeah. pandemic movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. for those who wish us dead, perfectly fine, like... Solid, like, 90s high-concept action thriller. I think I'm fine. Angelina Jolie is a very charismatic, talented, hard-working performer. I don't like all of the, like, Madonna-esque bullshit that she brings to the press every time she's in a movie. You know, she doesn't do that anymore, though. That's the thing. That's an old thing. Yeah. Ever since. Yeah, but it went on for so long and was so insufferable. Yeah, but the minute she ended up shacking up with Brad, like post Mr. and Mrs. Smith, when she shacked up with Brad Pitt, and then they brought in all like they like adopted a thousand children and had like multiple children, and she worked a little bit less, then she just became like, I'm just fucking actor. I'm just gonna work. I'm just gonna do my job. You think Brad Pitt got her high? I think Brad Pitt just got her high. I think Brad Pitt got her high at first, and then I think after a while, Brad Pitt just kept getting too high, and then kept getting <laughs> too drunk, and then started hitting his kids, and that's yeah. why they don't live together anymore. Yeah. Well, if you have a thousand of them. Sure. <laughs> I guess that's okay to hit one of them. I'd probably hit half a dozen of them. I mean, love averages, it all comes out in the wash, yeah, right? Right. right. Uh, no, every man in Hollywood is a monster until proven otherwise. Sure. Yeah. True. Looking at you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> any day now. Oh, any day has been f- several days. Yes. <laughs> oh, I only know the one thing. Uh, well, he definitely, uh, re- most recently, uh, in addition to agreeing to also voice Garfield for some reason. Cash money. There's more than one actor, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, but... Uh, but he posted that thing on Instagram where he's like, this is my wife. Look how she looks at me. I'm probably going to forget her birthday. We met in church. Thanks for blessing me with a healthy child. A swipe at his first marriage where his child had health problems. Oof. Oof. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> yes. And this would be wife from the, the church this that... Is, yes. Because it was the whole the church, church that thing. Does not, that, that, yeah. The church that allows gay people but will not accept that they're gay and still believes in sin. Yeah, that's like, the thing I knew about. Like, they're allowed to come to the church, yeah. but they're still going to be judged and they still go to hell. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinji, yeah. are you listening? <laughs> Probably should have thought of that before you played that piano with all those horses. Nah, it was his one moment of happiness. He's fine. Yeah, so Shinji... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Karu explains that basically the mechanics of what happened is that uh, the third impact was designed... The What was happening during third impact was every person was basically getting turned into what is like under the armor of an Ava unit. Just a big old weird angel monster. But because the spear happened and it got interrupted, it, like, stopped the process halfway through. So now everybody is just, like, half-formed, giant, red, crystalline, headless Avas. Yes. Uh, And Shinji's just like, oh, so, like, my best friend Toji and Kensuke and class rep 
whose name I never bothered to learn, <laughs> yeah, but is the, third, is the third person to have a credited voice actor in the cast, I guess. Like, they're all, like, gone, and, uh, yeah, Caro's just like, as far as you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so, anyways, so Shinji, again, he handles this as well as you could. He's, like, real upset about it, but he's on his way back to his room. Yeah. Well, and Kaoru also tells him, he's like, look, we pilot together Ava 13, we're going to be able to fix this. Well, that comes when they get to the room, because Shinji's oh, right, right, all right. head against the wall, and Kaoru's like, we got to go do a thing, and Shinji's like, which is that's Shinji's right, favorite right. thing to say. And then Karu tells him, if we take the two spears out, then it's like we can do it That's right. Again. But how does Shinji get to this point of head against the wall sadness, you may ask? Dear viewer, dear listener, dear reader, dear Abby, I've been having a problem with my Shinji. <laughs> he keeps getting sad and putting his head against the wall. Well, it's me, dear Abby. You should punch him in the face. I give bad advice for a living. Bye. Hi, I'm also Dear Abby. Tell him to jerk off every now and then. Right? <laughs> that might help. Don't tell that Republican lawmaker who thinks that all of our men are descending down a hole of masturbation in video games. Ugh. Those are like two of the best things in the world. Know, right? Like, that guy's got to get his camera out of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys get any of those, like, jerk-off blackmail emails? I got my first one the other day. I you feel got like a real email? man. Oh, no shit. No, oh, I've never no been way, blackmailed man. about my jerking off. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I have been applying for jobs, which has put me on the fucking oh, spam man. list for Jeez. a billion fucking Russian bots. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I finally got one, which was just... Uh, I loved it because it was trying to be non-judgmental, but also trying to extract Bitcoin from me. <laughs> so it was just like, look, we all do it. We all know we do it. I'm no doctor, but you do it wrong and bad. <laughs> I've hacked your webcam and I see how you do it. And it's worse than I could have imagined. Give me 0.75% of a Bitcoin. Well, and what sucks is I hitched my wagon to Ethereum. I'm not on Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. bullshit. I put all mine into garlic coin, baby. <laughs> Ooh, I did trade my Ethereum to buy an NFT of a stoned ape drawing. <laughs> That's going to appreciate in value. <laughs> no way, buddy. Because every, I'll tell you this. Every time I find an NFT... I just hold, save image, and now it's fine! <laughs> you wouldn't right-click an NFT, would you? I would, and I have, and I do it just to spite people. I don't even want to tell you all the things I've right-clicked in my life. <laughs> but it won't have an imaginary piece of paper in a made-up place on the internet that says you own it. Nope. It's on my phone. <laughs> it's my wallpaper. Look at it right here. So if anybody asks, I own it. Here's the thing. On its face, it is an obvious scam. It is just a way for rich people to trade money back and forth. But like, fucking Bitcoin is still a thing. So I have no faith that this is going to rightfully be a flash in the pan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so anyways... Uh, Shinji... Uh, Shinji gets to play Shogi with an old man. That's true. He plays Shogi with Futsuke? Yeah, yes. Futsuke uh, is uh, Gendo's, like, old man sidekick. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, hey, do you know how to play this game? He's like, I mean, I know the rules. He's like, good enough. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, they go into a dark room. Uh, Shinji makes the first move. Futsuke is just like, well, I've beat you in 32 moves. 
let's try something out. They like pile all the pieces together and get them randomly. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, this should at least make it a little fair on you. Anyway, you remember your mother? No, she died when I was very young. My dad doesn't have any like pictures or anything that all got rid of. Well, strap in, young man, because I have a tale to tell. Here's the only surviving picture of you and your mother. Bad news. She disappeared herself into all the computers, so she's technically everywhere, and you hear her voice all the time. Yes. Yeah. His mother, Yue uh, Ayanami, you. Yui Ayanami, uh, was the first Ava test pilot of Ava 1, and using the old, like, broken Ava piloting system like vaporized herself and melded with the weird angel matter beneath the armor of the Ava. And now she is Ava Unit 1. And on top of that, Rei Ayanami is just a clone of Yui Ayanami, Shinji's mom. Shinji likes his mom. Yeah. It's Back to the Future, baby! But like a reverse Back to yeah, the Future. Yeah, because it's yeah. the mom that's in you, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, and uh, this finally breaks Shinji, <laughs> and he goes on a Pink Floyd wall-esque walk of the ruins of uh, Nerve Headquarters. Where everything spins around and turns different colors, and his eyes get all big. Ooh, he does get one of those, like, Simpsons audio flashbacks, where it's like, don't pilot the Ava. Pilot the Ava! Don't do anything! Lisa oh, needs Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> General plan. <laughs> yeah. He just, yeah, he just, he snaps and he goes back to his room and he, this is where Karu is just like, look, here's the thing. If we go down to Central Dogma, we can get the Spear of Cassius and the Spear of Longinus. We can merge them into one. We can pierce the soul of Ava Unit 13 and that'll let us be the catalyst to making, to basically like... Making whatever your heart's desire come true. So if you want to put everything back to the way it was, this is the way that we got to do it. And Shinji's like, I don't fucking trust you. I don't trust Misato. I don't trust anyone because everyone's just been fucking lying to me and fucking me around. And Kairu's just like, but I like you. And then he offers his hand and Shinji looks at him and he looks at his hand and he looks at him and then he takes his hand. Yeah. And he's like, all right, Karu, I am a thousand percent on board. And then a flock of doves fly out of the room. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, they're suited up in plug suits and they're hopping into Ava Unit 13. Which has a double plug system because, yeah, in order to retrieve the spears, you need one soul for each spear. Right. Uh, So they get into this thing. They're being backed up by Ava Unit Zero, piloted by... A Ray Ayanami. Yeah. A Ray. What I love is Shinji is just like the the you know like he invited what he thinks is his best friend to the arcade, and his best friend brought another friend, and he's just like, what the fuck is she doing here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you there for backup, and he's like, she's not even the real Ray. Yeah. yeah. And Ray hears this, and she's like, I'm not the real Ray. <laughs> No, easily the best part of this whole movie is the confused bewilderment with which Ayanami consistently questions who she is. Yeah, because everyone keeps yelling at her, you're not even real, you're an empty clone with no soul. And she's like, I'm a clone? (laughs) What's a soul? Uh, So yeah, what I love is that uh, her unit uh, is equipped with a giant fucking scythe. Yeah, no, she's running the Grim Reaper. 
So they uh, rappel down into uh, uh, was the, what central, is it? central dog, which is uh, like most beautiful rooms has a floor entirely made of skulls. Yeah, and but like there's skulls from the people that got half transformed into the Avas that like. This is where all the heads of those headless Avas are, so they're all fucking giant skulls. Yes. Oh, it's so cool. And in the midst of the giant skulls is, like, the, like, decapitated Hulk body of Lilith. Lilith, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lilith is there with the two spears stuck in her headless and with, like, a a, hitherto unseen Ava unit is also, like... Pierced by one of the spears yeah. and into Lilith. Well, that's uh, Unit Six that got yeah. damaged in the previous movie. Right. Yeah. It was supposed to be like an autonomous one that yeah. was a failure. Uh, meanwhile, Gendo is shutting down all the giant Zele monoliths. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's been like Futsuke is just like, hey, we haven't heard from Sele in a while, and uh, Gendo's just like, yeah, that's because human instrumentality is happening, and they ain't got nothing to say. But now they're, like, pulling out their cores and killing each member one at a time so that their souls can be part of the final impact. Yes. I'm one of the last monolith, as it's getting shut down, is just like, yes, in accordance to plan, this is all very good. Yeah, yeah but he sounds like, it sounds like Billy D. Williams. Yeah, it's He's like, wild. it's in accordance to plan, it's good. It's very good. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get a Colt Colt 45. <laughs> I'm taking it to the afterlife with me. The final impact is going to be Cold 45 hitting my tummy. When I went to uh, Star Wars Celebration in 2019, of course, one of the autographs I got was Billy D. Williams. Uh, and he said, who do you want me to make this out to? And I'm like, John, J-O-N, you got it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah! <laughs> he knows why he's here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're they're... Uh, they see the spears, uh, but Karu's just like, wait a minute, something's wrong. They should look different, but instead they look the same. This is weird. And Shinji's like, I don't care. This is the last thing I will ever believe in in my life. It has to be true. Yeah, he goes, hey, Shinji, hold on a second. And Shinji's like, wait, what do you mean hold on a second as I climb up the ass yeah. of Lilith? Yeah. going. Uh, as he's getting up there, uh, you, we cut to Misato in the Wunder, where, like, emergency is activated, and she's like, shit, uh, and Ava just got activated at Nerve. We gotta go now. Uh, Unit 8 is providing sniper support. Uh, Unit 2 is just jumping into the fray, attacks Shinji, uh, gets knocked off of Shinji by uh, Ray in hers, Um Mark 8 is just like, well, I can't... I know that I don't have the, like, strength to kill any of these units, but I can slow down Ray with gunfire while Unit 2 takes out Shinji's right. Unit 13. Uh, and they have a big fight, and the entire time, uh, Asuka's just like, Shinji, you fucking idiot. You need to stop right now. And he's like, you don't understand. This is a big control-alt-delete that's gonna fix everything. And she's like, you fucking... No. Stop it. 
The last time you thought you were piloting an Ava for a good reason, you destroyed the ding-dang world, you big ding-bat. And he's like, look, this time it's different. My friend here told me if I pull these two <laughs> spears out, I can remake the world. Speaking of which, Kaoru, <coughs> what's going on? Yeah. Well, Kaoru's like, hey man, maybe we shouldn't turn out these spears. And Shinji's like, nah, fuck it. Throws him off of the controls yeah. and goes up to get the spears. Kaoru spends like the last ten minutes of the movie with just like his hand on his chin like... Rubbing and just oh, going, yeah. hmm, something's not right here. <laughs> Shinji, you might want to wait. Why are... Oh, no! Yeah. Uh, so they pull... They uh, Shinji, like, activates, uh, like, the ultimate mode on Unit 13, which breaks two more arms out of the unit, so it's a fucking Goro unit. Yeah. Yeah. And Unit 13 looks like Unit 1, but with extra eyes and now the extra arms. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Mari fires a few shots... But they just go right through. They don't have any impact whatsoever because there is no AT field in this Ava unit. Yeah, and unit unit two can't like every time it like tries to punch, it's just like getting beaten back by weird little drones that yeah. fly around yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so Shinji pulls out both of the spears, and this is when Kairo is just like, "Shit, they tricked us." These are two spears of Long Giantus. These are not the spears we need. This is actually awakening. Uh, Ava Unit 13. This is real fucking bad yeah. news. We just started fourth impact. Yeah, uh, Mark 6 like reawakens uh, and Ray cuts its head off with the scythe which frees the angel that was trapped inside. Uh, the angel becomes a core which is like the forbidden fruit that the Ava Unit 13 bites down and eats to like absorb the power of. And this is when Karu says like, oh I see, I'm actually the first angel. By eating this fruit inside this Ava with the two spears, I am now the 13th angel. They're trying to use me as a catalyst to do fourth impact. It was never really even about getting Shinji into the Ava. Yeah. This was, I like, he was looking in the wrong direction for where this, like, twist would come from. Yeah, because the whole time at this point, Shinji's like, is this my fault? Did I fuck up again? And Kairo's like, no, it's my fault. This is me. Oh, I should have seen through this one. That's my... It's on me. This is my bad. Yeah. Sorry, Shinji. But also, yeah, it is kind of your fault. The you still, you, again. you yeah. still shouldn't have taken the spears out. Uh, so, yeah, this is where, like... And Kaoru's wearing the explosion device at this point, which he promptly gets exploded. Yeah, he <laughs> Correct, takes yeah. it from Shinji. Uh, that's how he proves to Shinji that Shinji can trust him. Yeah. That he, he takes that burden... Uh, of uh, if he awakens an Ava, he'll be blown up yeah. instead. Uh, this is when the Wunder makes its appearance and just rams right into Unit 13 and starts shooting it with the AT weapon. Yes. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. real fucking cool. It's fucking awesome. Again, uh, Misato's very like simplistic, childish plans of like, just fucking run into him and shoot him a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> But it's going all Gandalf the White, like right before our very eyes. Yeah, because it's awakening now at this point um, and becoming too powerful. Uh, at this point, Rey in her unit jumps onto the Wunder, and because the Wunder is made out of a corpse of an angel and her Ava unit is made from Adam, she is able to basically like spill out glowing blue intestines into the corpse of the angel and use that to like take over control of the Wunder. Yes. It is real gross and weird, and I love it. Also, at some point, Asuka's Unit 2, Asuka takes off her eye patch to reveal she No, has... not yet. Oh, okay. That not happens yet. in the next movie. Oh, 
No, 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 no. she takes it off. Yeah. She goes does full she? fucking primal rage. But she absolutely does not take off her she eye. She does, eyes. because she's got no, one she's glowing got one, red eye and one blue yeah, eye. She's got the, the two blue eyes. is glowing from underneath her eye patch. No, I'm pretty sure she takes it off. We'll, we'll, right. we'll go back to the instant replay, because it is there's a very specific moment where she takes off her eye patch and something very specific happens because of it. All right. Uh, but yeah, Ava Unit 2 turns into basically a fucking, uh, like a werewolf. It turns into a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One night werewolf. change and everything, and it goes and bites. Yeah, it jumps onto Ava Unit 0 and just starts biting it. Literally, like, bites its head off. But because it's from Adam, it's uh, more powerful and able to just, like, instantly reconstruct itself. So the only thing she can think to do is just wrap her Ava around Unit Zero, pull the escape pod, and just self-destruct it to try yeah. to just get it off of uh, the Wunder so that it can not be fucking taken over by uh, weirdo angel stuff. Which yeah. works. Yeah. It does. Shinji, after Kaoru blows up, is just like, well, shit. This isn't how I wanted this to go at all. Yeah. Mari realizes, like, oh, uh, it looks like... Karu is dead, so the trigger is dead, but like Shinji's there as like a backup trigger. Right. So she jumps on to Ava Unit 13 and basically just like rips the entry plug out of it and throws it into the Valley of Skulls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that's after he uh, Shinji uses it to stab himself or just Karu? No, we did that. Karu yeah. already did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Karu stabs Ava Unit 13 with both of the spears to like stop the fourth impact. Right. Uh, yeah. Cut to Gendo, where he's just like, well, this was a big mess. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but we got rid of Sile, which means they can't interfere with my plans anymore. And also, we, like, we did Awaken Unit 13, so, and I quote, it's fine for now. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, where's that meme? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And yeah, and Mari is on the Wunder with her Ava unit, like, ripped to pieces, like it's missing limbs and all that. Uh, Asuka's unit is completely destroyed. She is ground level. She rips open Shinji's entry plug and is just like, you fucking idiot, we gotta get out of here. And And Shinji's just catatonic, like, on the ground, just devastated. So she drags his dumb ass along with... Well, first she jumps in and kicks him over. <laughs> and she drags his dumb ass out and makes him walk back to where she Grabs going. him by the lower jaw to get him to, like, yeah. stand yeah. up Yeah, she's like, you at least have to walk. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ayanami survived the explosion. She walks over and uh, Asuka's just like... Great! One of the original Ayanamis. This is just what we need. Wonderful. (laughs) Original? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, at this point, uh, Asuka pulls out a little, like, fucking angel radiation detector, and it's just like, ah, the angel radiation is too deep for them to try to, like, rescue us here, so we gotta hoof it to safety so that we can be rescued by the Wunder. To be continued. To be continued. Yes. Then some credits... Then a trailer for the next film, 3.0 plus 1.0, featuring footage and plot stuff that, again, will not feature in that movie that will come seven to eight years later. Yeah, because yeah, this came out in 2013, and the last movie came out earlier this year. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. We had to take a break to direct that fucking baller Shin Godzilla. Yeah, sure enough. Sure. Uh, so that is the end of Evangelion 3.33 colon 
you can parentheses not and parentheses redo. And we'll be right back with bullet points. Bullet points! And our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Uh, Patrick, what do you think the body count of Evangelion 3.33 is? <laughs> Knowing full well that I will not have a real answer for you in the end. <laughs> One? Yeah. Mm. John? <laughs> you fool. You foolish fool. There was one whole World War II era ship that was destroyed in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to say, what is it, like a 200 person crew for one of those? 201. All right. Playing by Price is Right rules, whoever gets the closest without going over. The answer is everybody wins because, again, no true numbers exist for these yeah, movies. I mean, and also kind of like, what is death? Do all the people who got near third impacted count or not? Because sure. their souls are in the door of guff. So that's like, true. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if that counts or not. Yeah, is that like an interstitial? Because that's like everybody. Right? Is that just like well, a limbo? Half of everybody or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, nah. Anyways, but let's... I know that ship got exploded up real good. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Mark, best kill. I'm going to oh, go no. when Kaoru blows himself up. Kill you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, mostly because uh, he's like, he's basically just like, hey, man. I love you. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. And uh, like, in fact, his head explosion makes a very pronounced squish sound effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just about to say well, the noise the that makes it delightful. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Uh Patrick. I'm gonna talk to John first. John yeah. Best oh, Kill. I'm gonna say when Unit Zero chops off the head of that other unit, that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Big robot scythe. Hell yeah. Can't beat right. that. Right. You didn't take mine. Patrick, best kill? Uh, I'm going to go with, is it Mari, who gets on Ray at the very end as the wolf and bites off her head and then the shoves the gun down her throat and shoots oh, yeah. like four times? That's Oscar. It, it doesn't actually kill her because she has to go ahead and like do the self-destruct thing. But I really liked the biting off of the head and then the gun in the cavity. Yeah. Man, that's satisfying. Especially because she's got like a Final Fantasy VII Barrett gun arm at yeah. that yes. point. And, she, and like nice. the the uh, units that Ayanami's in, the body like shakes in just the right way. Yeah, it's real good. All right, moving on to our next bullet point: war crimes. War crimes. Hey, John, tell me about some war crimes in Evangelion three point three three. Etc. Uh, I'm gonna say again, Gendo manipulating his son and the first angel to do an esoteric global genocide. Probably some. If it ain't illegal, it ought to be. <laughs> That's fair. Patrick War Crimes. I'm gonna go with cloning your wife repeatedly to die in combat. Ooh. That's also a big-time war crime, I'm assuming. I mean, I should hope. What I love, and it just sort of occurred to me, is that Gendo... Uh, seemingly keeps manipulating Shinji to end the world. But so far, every single time, Shinji has been explicitly a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the first movie, it's very clear that Shinji first gets into the Ava because Rei is too injured to do yes. so. Right. And again, in this one, Karu is the trigger, and Shinji's just there, just in case. 
which makes Gendo an even worse dad than yeah. I had given him credit for. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, they don't necessarily come out and say it, but it's strongly hinted at that Kaoru is a type of clone as well. At least in this movie, it's hinted at. Um, because like Ayanami, he has like the gray, white hair and red, red eyes. eyes yeah. Like he's a male Ayanami, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, male presenting Ayanami. I don't sure. know. Yeah. And a lot of that kind of comes from like the idea of like Ray sort of being the like person because she doesn't have a soul. She has like the soul of Lilith kind of by default, whereas Kaoru has like the soul of Adam. Right. So like, yeah, they're definitely like connected in that way f- yeah. for sure. Uh, Mark War Crimes. Uh, I'm gonna go with continuing to use decommissioned World War II uh, battle cruisers uh, in the near future. Sure. Um, I feel like they stole those from like a museum or something, man. Belongs <laughs> in the museum. So do you. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Let's move on to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Evangelion 3.33, etc. an action movie? Yes. A soft yes. Uh, it is definitely like... It seems to be where we're going with a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely, again, it has some absolutely fantastic action in it. Uh, I will say it's kind of on the level of like Matrix. It's in that sort of ballpark of action movie where like the action is there as an ingredient to service more of the like esoteric ideas that the movies are grappling with the ponderous bullshit I don't care about (laughs) yeah I I will say though that like unlike a lot of like modern science fiction where clearly the world building exists like a guy typing away at a Starbucks just begging you to ask him what he's working on like so much modern science fiction is just like Please ask me how the mechanics of this world work so that I can have a character just, like, expound on how the mechanics of this universe work. Please, I put so much work into this. You're not going to believe it. There was a war that lasted 60 seconds and then the world yeah. was decimated. So then we put all of our cities on fucking wheels and now they drive around and eat each other. Right, and it's just, like, I, it is refreshing to have, uh, like, really... Like, you can tell that there are there is a thought process to how all of the technology works and interacts with it, but it is so profoundly dispassionate towards the audience that it doesn't fucking care if you get it or not. The movie is uninterested in explaining all of the minute details of how every little thing works. Yeah. It's because it's not about that. It's about the people. Which yeah, I just I really I really find that very refreshing in a way. Of again, it doesn't do that Marvel thing of just like Winking at the camera like, Ant-Man, isn't that a silly name? Wink. It's just like, no, like, have confidence. Don't apologize for being a movie. Right, yeah. Patrick, is this an action movie? I think this is the most action-y of the three so far. And it had probably the best pacing. So I'll go with yes insofar as that, but there's still way too much whining, Shinji. Sure. Oh, man. Well, get ready, buddy. Oh, God. <laughs> well... No, 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 no. I, you're gonna, you're, yeah. you probably really like the last one, because most of it. You're gonna like the way the last one looks. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. <laughs> oh man, nice. It's the men's warehouse of Evangelion. Uh, Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, yeah, I think again, soft yes. Really strong opening. Like the first twenty-five minutes is like almost just a huge non-stop yeah. action. Uh, and then there's like 
not much action for the next 30 or 40 minutes. And then the last, like, 30 minutes is all kind of action-y based. So, like, yeah, it's super well-paced. They just kind of, like, tentpole the action movies at the beginning and uh, action sequences at the beginning and the end. They're both really well done. The animation in this movie is, uh, of the three so far, is obviously, like, the best um you know as these movies get more recent more recent the animation gets better just because like technology is better and they're starting to weave in other forms of animation there's yeah. more digital stuff it's yeah. not all just like hand drawn you can cells. definitely tell that in the opening yeah. sequence and I th- what I like is that you can tell but instead of something on like it's unfair to compare this to like Futurama because that's a TV budget but anytime they tried to have 3D animation in Futurama it just looked real jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this one, I, the the 3D animation really like aesthetically fits with yes. the style of the movie in a way that makes it of a piece. Because even the 3D animation is done in the same style mm-hmm. as the hand-drawn animation. And the hand-drawn animation provides... has so much dimensionality to it already right. that All it doesn't it... seem like so jarring. Yeah, it just kind of offers just a little depth to the film. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see these movies in if there was like a 3D version of them. I feel like this would be an ideal version of like that real 3D like where it's not meant to just be like, oh, look at it's coming at you. Sure, just like, providing, like an IMAX 3D. Yeah, just yeah. providing like depth to everything I feel like would be really interesting. I would love a 4D where you get to feel the wind of an Ava whipping past and the just sadness gut punch of a crying Shinji. You can smell the inside of an entry plug. <laughs> Uh, all of our local 4D theaters have stopped doing the smells recently. Oh no! Well, COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just release water vapor <laughs> into the air. I guess that's fair. Uh, final reviews of Evangelion 3.33 colon. You cannot parentheses. You can parentheses not. Whatever. Fuck it. You, John, go. Final review. I like it a lot. I think it is probably in terms of just a movie unto itself the most movie-like, even though uh, I think I like it better knowing where it's heading because the first time I saw it, before I saw the last movie, it definitely feels like connective tissue more than just like a film story unto itself. It's definitely like moving characters from point A to the setup of the last movie. Yes. But having the experience of the last movie in mind... This is certainly the most I've enjoyed this movie, just as a work unto itself. Patrick, final review. I kind of hope everybody dies and that Mari and Misaki go around solving mysteries in the fourth. Like, sort of, kind of. You're <laughs> not <laughs> far off. I mean, that's the payoff I need. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, final review of Evangelion 3.33, yada yada. Ooh, our, I, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm coming back, though. Oh, yeah. Huge points off for No Penguin. Yes. Oh, this movie is heartbreakingly bereft of penguin. Your penguin grievances will be more than answered in the next film. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the all the three previous films have been prelude to giving you all the things you've been asking for. All right, I'm jazzed. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know what's crazy? And I'll say this: uh, final review of Evangelion 3.33. Big thumbs up. Uh, probably, probably my favorite of the four rebuild films. Um, I know it uh, in 
When it was initially released, it actually got the worst reviews of the uh, rebuild films up until that point. Yeah, it is very purposefully alienating yes. in a lot of its uh, what it's trying to do. Yeah, but I think I'm in a unique position where I watched it all. I watched all of Evangelion from beginning to end, like the series throughout the movies over the span of like oh one week, just jammed it all yeah. in in one quick area. So knowing there was another movie after it. And I not having to wait seven years for the next one, like uh, it didn't feel as like jarring and like antagonistic yeah. as I think a lot of people thought at the time. Um, so yeah, big 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 thumbs up, and that's gonna take us to the end. This is Body Counts and Beard. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. I was gonna say, Patrick, the last movie I think you're you're really gonna dig. The movie's very very good. We were talking about something, and I don't remember what it was. And I went on my thing, and I was gonna come back to something. And now we were I talking about the penguins. Uh, yeah, but that was not it. The, yeah, Saki, Mari, Solving Mysteries show. About how the, start. the movie's very much set up things for you to be angry about that are oh, yes. pointedly addressed in the last movie. I would say that, yeah, the, the last movie, like, it's the one Evangelion thing where he was like, look, I understand what you want, and I'm going to try and do my best to give you that. <laughs> well, While at the same time... Fucking go outside, you nerds. <laughs> it is clear that at, at that point in his life and career, he had struck a balance where, like, positive change was possible. For yes. Uh, and yeah, I will uh, just, again, like, I know that it's very uh, easy to hate Shinji, but I think the reason that it doesn't, like, the, that it's not a deal breaker for me is that, like, the movie understands his flaws Again, he's not Zach Braff in Garden State. Where right. they're like, look at this fucking cool guy. Yeah, at no point does the movie want you to like Shinji. The movie knows he sucks. <laughs> like, that's the whole that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, and at no point are they like they are they do definitely try to like give reasons and motivation to Shinji, but it's not like uh, it's not like the fucking Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie where it's just like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but don't you kinda like Get it? Don't you get it? It's like he's just like got mental health issues and he got pushed too far, man. Isn't he like still like kind of cool though? Well, I'm excited to find out what the like final on Shinji's gonna be because right now I got nothing for this kid and I hope he dies. We'll see. Next time, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Am I the original Jonathan Rooney Taylor? Oh, brother. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Body Counts of Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Bernie Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. I don't know wherever you get podcasts from, but leave us a rating or review. You can check us out on Facebook, find us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.